What's going on, y'all? Welcome to Marshall Time once again, the Thanksgiving edition. What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Thanksgiving, holiday season, Thanksgiving and Christmas, best time of the year, despite the cold weather. But it's getting cold. We got snow up here uh, in New England, like last night, first snowfall, but the rain washed it all away. So it's all good. Green, windy down, up, down, yeah. where it was crazy last night. But Thanksgiving, Christmas time, like, this is the best time for sports fans, I think. You know, the NBA is in full swing. The NFL is getting closer to the playoffs. College hoops is back. So, I mean, this this is a good time, exciting time. A lot to talk about every day pretty much at this point. Um, one of the big things, one of the big conversations this week when it comes to the NFL conversation, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, went on an interview um, with Stephen A. Smith and um, said that the NFL product has been mediocre and that's a conversation we've had in, in a previous show, just talking about how just compared to past years, the level of quality of play just doesn't match up. And um, Tom Brady's spot on. And, you know, I, I definitely feel like there's multiple. It's not one simple answer. There's multiple reasons. But when you look at it on any given week, I don't know which team is going to show up. I don't know. Even in even in fantasy, right, you'll think you have – the perfect fantasy lineup and these certain names aren't producing like you thought they would. It's just, it's just been a wacky year all around um, to where you have the elite, you know, the Eagles, the chiefs, the Bengals were in that conversation. It seemed like they were on the upswing, but then Joe Burrow's hurt now, right? You thought the dolphins were going to be in that conversation, but I don't know about them right now. At this point, you got the 49ers, but even in the AFC, the Steelers, are they really, like, you look at their record, like, how, right? Now the Browns are sort of opening things up, opening some eyes in the AFC. And so I'm looking at the AFC and the NFC. I can pretty much – you never know what's going to happen, right? But in the NFC, I can pretty much pinpoint the Eagles and 49ers. I'm confident in saying, barring injury, we're going to have a rematch of San Fran and Philly in the NFC Town title game. Like, I don't, I don't foresee – some people may say Detroit, but – Jared Goff still got to prove it to me. Like he, he has to prove it to me. Like I'm still not sold on him yet. And Detroit has to prove it to me. They haven't done it yet in the playoffs as a franchise. So they, there's a whole situation of a culture shift that they're going through, but there's still steps that they have to experience that they haven't even, they haven't, they haven't won a playoff. They haven't been in the playoffs. And I, I, I just don't remember. It's been, it's been a while. Right. And so they have to prove it to me. We know the conversation with Dallas and the AFC, like I said, the chiefs, and then who else, right? I don't know if there's a second team that's really solidified itself. Like, oh, that's a juggernaut right now. Shout out to Baltimore. Baltimore is a team I think can have that conversation. Maybe the Browns, the Dolphins are tailing off. Even the Bills looking suspect. So, yeah, it's just it's just mediocre all around. And I think a lot of it comes down to the quarterback play for a lot of these teams. This is some bad quarterback play. Like, you just on a weekly basis. Like, I wrote down a list. We'll talk about it. I counted the number of teams that I wrote down that say they either they have to or they should think about a new quarterback. And it's not a good look for the NFL when it comes to the quarterback conversation. But, yeah, that's just my my early thoughts on what Tom Brady said. Yeah, I agree with Tom Brady 100%. And I was actually starting to say this last year when, you know, because, you know, as Eagles fans, you know, the thing people would say to us last year was, oh, you guys have a weak schedule. And I'm saying back to them, majority of the NFL is weak. That's just yeah. the truth. Like, even back to last year, I knew that when it came down to it, the only team we had to worry about was the 49ers. 
Mm. They had Brock Purdy at quarterback, who's doing good this year, but mm. still not convinced. You know what I mean? I don't like him coming into the Lincoln beat. And others, I'm not convinced on that. You know what I mean? And it's just, I don't, I don't know what it is because I never thought like we've seen the NBA get watered down over the years because we know it's younger players coming in. We mm. had the whole low management thing. I get it. It's a long season, but the NFL, like just football, like the fact that it's a short season and they only play once a week. I never thought I would see it watered down to this extent. Part of it is because, um, you know, officiating is bad. You know, it can be bad across the board. You know, they're, they're they're catering to the offense more, which is, you know, trying to make it more entertaining. I understand that. But also, that that preseason, those two preseason games that they took out, mm-hmm. that, that couple of weeks that they're missing, man, it's kind of like, it's kind of showing. Mm-hmm. Showing in their product because I feel like a lot of these teams are lacking the preparation they may have needed before the season. So I don't really know. Uh, I know we spoke about the quarterback thing because let's be real. Like a lot of these teams, they're either having trouble protecting their quarterback and their quarterbacks are getting hurt. Shout out Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. The Bengals, he's a, he's a crazy talent, but the, the Bengals can't protect them. Mm-hmm. Or you have a situation like the Chargers with Justin Herbert where they're not, the weapons aren't there. Like he has Keenan Allen, but mm-hmm. he can only do so much. Austin Eckler stays hurt. We've mm-hmm. seen the game winning touchdown, dude dropped it. Same with Mahomes, but you know the Chiefs—they're still going to be the Chiefs in the end. But it's just like I don't know. I feel like it's—it's—it's it's, it's just across the board. These teams aren't built right. The preseason—they're not preparing right. It's just—it's not a good look for the NFL, man. And like you said, there's only a couple of teams that I really take seriously to really do something. Like even the Bills. Mm. We talk about the. Bills. I don't believe in the Bills. I don't. Even the Bills—they were a team that for the past couple of years, actually, a lot of people consider them contenders. And they're out here struggling with teams, losing the teams they shouldn't be losing to. And now they're like six and five. I don't mm-hmm. it's just messy, man. It's just it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think coaching has a lot of a lot to do with it too. I know the Chargers coach is he, he's he should face the criticism that he's facing. You know, being the Chargers have always, even with Phillip Rivers, they've always been a team that has been in the conversation, has been like a trendy pick to come out of the AFC. They have always had the talent, but they just don't get it done. And so the Chargers coach, you know, Brandon Staley, um, I, I think his time is about to be up <laughs> as far as just what they're – it's just not clicking. Um, I, I just – man. So I, I did a list. I wrote down the teams. And half the – I counted 16 teams that need to be looking at a new quarterback next year. There's 32 teams in the league. That's half the league. <laughs> I put – so I'm gonna go down the list, and you, we'll just we'll just we'll just we'll just go through it. The Jets question mark because they put everything in Aaron Rodgers. So, but with that being said, his Achilles injury, he's talking about coming back. That might not be a good look. That could that could get bad if he tries to come back. And we don't even if, if he if he does come back this year or next year, what will that look like? So the Jets, yeah, they're under surveillance for a quarterback right now. They 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 got to figure it out. The Patriots, we, ain't, we already know what that is. That's a wrap for Mac Jones. Kenny Pickett ain't it in Pittsburgh, I don't think. They just fired the offensive coordinator, but still, mm, I don't think he's shown anything special. Like You can struggle as a team and have learning curves as a player, but you got to show something special. Like C.J. Stroud, you can see what's special. He may make his mistakes and throw his picks, but you can see something's there. The Titans question mark, I don't know about Will, Will Levis yet. I don't know. I, haven't, I, I really don't know. The Raiders, what are we doing? The Giants, what are we doing? <laughs> the Commanders, question mark. I don't know about Sam Howell, but 
I don't think that's the guy that's going to lead a franchise to a Super Bowl. Um, the Vikings. I actually like Josh Dobbs. I do. I'm not sure if he's the long-term answer, but as far as like a stopgap, like a one, if you're not in a position to draft a top-flight quarterback this year, you want to take a chance on a guy in the second or third round and develop him. I think Josh Dobbs is a good, he's a good stopgap, but I don't think Kirk Cousins is it. I've been saying that. The Packers, Jordan Love, question mark. I don't know. I don't see it. The Bears, I like Justin Fields. I don't know if he's the answer for I don't know if that situation for both parties is good. So he maybe he needs a change of scenery. I like I would like to see him in Atlanta. We'll see about that. The Saints, I've never been a fan of Derek Carr. But they gave him like that. I think they're stuck with him for a little bit. So I've never been a fan of Carr. But personally, that's not it. The Falcons, Desmond Ritter, right? That's their guy. <laughs> not it. Okay. <laughs> the Bucks have Baker Mayfield. We know what that's hitting for, right? Yeah. Shout out to Gino. I, I, look, I love Gino's story, but he's not the long-term manager in Seattle. The Rams, Matthew Stafford, look, great career, but it's over. The Cardinals question mark. I don't know if Kyler Murray in Arizona are going to be a – I just don't think long-term. I'm not sure if that's their guy. He's a talented quarterback, but just for what, what we've heard about the video game play and having to put certain things in the contract of studying the playbook, <laughs> I just don't know, right? So – that's half the league. To me, it comes down to the front office. You look at the teams that are winning. You look at the Eagles, Harvey Roseman, the way the team has been built. We've even made mistakes with Jalen Rager, right? But we we doubled down on that mistake by getting a Devontae Smith and an A.J. Brown. Even when we're stacked, <laughs> we're still making moves at the deadline. There's a report that, you know, Shaq Leonard got released by the by the Colts. Eagles and Cowboys are, are going to be interested. So, Howie Roseman is still making moves. The 49ers, Brock Purdy, you know, may not be physically gifted compared to some of the other quarterbacks, but the way that they built around him, I mean, that's a well-built team, you know? So I think it comes down to a lot with coaching, with front office and building teams and evaluating these quarterbacks and putting your hopes. My number one problem with most of these teams is they can't evaluate QBs. They put their hopes in the wrong quarterbacks. Yeah, Like paying Daniel Jones, the Giants deserve everything they're getting. That was terrible. And Tommy DeVito, you could have got him on the cheap with the same result. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. you can say all you want about Daniel Jones and not having the weapons or the protection, but at a certain point, I got to see something that I can say, okay, that's an elite skill. And I just don't see it with that. I just, I, yeah, I never bought it out of Duke and I'm definitely not buying it now, you know? And so I think. To me, that's been my biggest issue with a lot of these teams. They evaluate the quarterback position wrong. Um, <laughs> they're just not building these teams right, and the coaching is horrible. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't see how the – do I see the tide swinging over the next year or so? I don't think so. I think it's going to be the same next year too. And then, um, the, see, the problem is, like, a lot of these teams don't have any identity. You know what they I mean? don't. We know certain teams, like, I look at the Ravens. My whole life, the Ravens have been built on defense. No matter who their quarterback, they could have been Flacco back there. And now with mm -hmm. Lamar, you know the Ravens are going to have a legit defense. Mm -hmm. And they'll have some playmakers on offense that can help them, you know, move the ball and put points on the board. Mm -hmm. The Eagles, for the past, you know, decade or so, we've been mm -hmm. built in the trenches, O-line, D-line. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's teams you got to be built on identity. And then, uh, get, like, like I said, a lot of these teams draft quarterbacks and don't protect them. The nope. Panthers pick Bryce Young. Horrible. He's 5'10", 5'11", with a terrible O-line. And Adam, Adam Thielen as his number one. Adam Thielen in 2023. 
He pushing That's fifty. Not, he pushing forty at this point. That's not it. You're asking a five eleven quarterback with no O line, and he's a rookie. Yeah. Come in, and he, his number one option is Adam Thielen. And you know, I, I'm not a fan of Mac Jones. I don't think he's a friend. I don't think he's a starting quarterback at this point in the league. But even with what they did with him last year by hiring Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as offensive coordinator. He has no, there's no business. Matt Patricia should be an offensive coordinator. No business. No, no business. business. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Right. Right. And so that's year two, a year after making the playoffs as a rookie. Year two, you just mess him all the way up. And yeah, I don't think the situation in Wingling is all his fault because they haven't put the right pieces around him at all. But the game in uh London, the game in uh, that they played overseas. Against the Colts, some of those some of those passes that Mac made. I'm not sure if you, you saw those passes, those interceptions that he that he that he threw at the end of the game. It's no excuse for that. You can't blame the O line, you can't blame the coaching, you can't blame the weapons around you. That was just horrible. You know what I mean? So, but at a, at a certain point, like especially for young QBs, it's like mm-hmm. I got to do something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, I feel like a lot of these quarterbacks look at it like they going to talk about me e- either way, mm-hmm. and I don't have no help, so I might as well try to make something happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sucks as an NFL fan to pretty much pinpoint, you give me a playoff bracket, I'm like, all right, I'm going to just write in Kansas City and whoever, it don't really matter. And then on the other side, I'm writing Philly and San Fran, like, unless Dallas decides to be for real in the playoffs, which I'm never going to dis- I'm never going to think that. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Unless they get a certain new quarterback that I can actually feel I can make big plays in crucial moments. Um but outside of that, who else in the NFC? Are we, you know, should a team, if you're San Francisco and in, or, or the Eagles, who are you fearing? You know, are you going to, are you, you think Derek, Jared Goff is going to come into Philly and Detroit and come into Philly and beat and beat that team? No. I mean, what Detroit's doing is good. Shout outs to them. It's, you know, some shout out to that franchise and those fans for experiencing a winning team. But I, I, I got to, I got to see it. I just, I got to see it. Like it's different under the limelight. NFC Championship game is different. Like, and when a team has been there, when a team has been to the ball, and they know what when they know what that takes, I try to I, I lean toward that team with the experience. Like, there's levels, there's there's step that you got to take. I haven't seen Detroit take as as a unit as a whole, so I still got to see more from Detroit. And it's funny, I looked at the Lions' schedule. I don't hear the same conversation about the Eagles' schedule. I don't hear the same talk about the Lions' schedule. If you look at the Lions' schedule. You'll see some opponents that are like, uh, okay. You know what I don't can. hear that conversation about strength of schedule with Detroit. It's just funny to me. You know it's what that comes from. You know it's funny. Back. We know what it is. It's funny, but we ain't going to talk too much about the Eagles. Nine and one. They beat the Chiefs. Call it what you want to call it. We made the plays when we had to make them. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, AFC, Chiefs, and whoever else. Ravens. I, I'll give the Ravens some credit. Lamar, I, I can say the Ravens. I, can say the Ravens. I, I don't know. I see. I got to see how Lamar is going to do against that Chiefs defense. Yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs defense, defense is legit. It's, it's they good. showed it to me when they played us. They're legit. The but one thing about the Eagles this year, they look. The one good. thing. The one thing. A lot of these teams that are you know the quote unquote elite teams, like uh, take a Dolphins team for example. To me, it's just all flash. Like when things are going wrong, like. We've seen the Eagles. We haven't like we're nine and one, but it hasn't been like the flashiest nine and one, right? Like we've had some ugly wins. We've had to figure things out in the middle of a game. To me, that's impressive to be nine and one and still not quote unquote play your best football and have to struggle and have to figure things out. We're able to win 
in the trenches. We're able to like tough it out and, and, and really grind it out. A lot of these teams ain't built like that. You know what I mean? And so that's why I trust a team like the Eagles and even San Francisco when it comes to the NFC. So we'll see. You know, I think things will become clear over this the next few weeks as far as the AFC picture and what other teams we can take serious. But right now, I don't know, man. It's it's we'll see. I think the AFC is going to be it's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll just say that. Switching to the NBA. We're in the middle of the end season tournament. I guess the teams are now into the knockout round. They've they've uh, transitioned into that part. So what do you the conversation about, you know, your thoughts on it, how you feel? Do you feel like this will has this been a great thing for the league? Will it have lasting power? Like where do you see this thing going over the next couple of years? Oh, uh, I, I I like I like it because the games have been interesting. They've been exciting. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of great games like Warriors OKC last week. We saw yesterday um with the Sixers and Cavs. We saw the Pacers and Hawks. It's been some mm-hmm. exciting Teams, man like and it seems like the players are actually really buying into it at first i was like you know what if it's players that don't really care you got these veterans that have made their money they're just focused mm-hmm. on getting in but they're buying in like even the lakers last night you could tell they was you know what i mean they're buying if teams are buying in i'm with it the only thing i would because when i first heard the word tournament i'm thinking okay these guys are all going to meet at one specific place somewhere mm-hmm. and they're going to play maybe for like a week you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's what i thought it was going to be yeah that's the only thing I would change about it, but I see they're trying to do the whole group play soccer thing. That way they can keep the schedule moving. Mm. But I feel like it would be a little more exciting if they just did like a one, you know, everybody come to one little place, maybe out Vegas or something, maybe not Vegas. I don't know, somewhere. Where is the Final play. Four in Vegas, though? I don't, I'm not sure. Let me look that up. I what think it is. going to be in Vegas this year. Two Bulls um, I think it's, um, hold on, in season, Las Vegas. Um, hold on. So the championship is on December 9th. It's a Saturday. So I'm on NBA.com. Um, the semifinals, the semifinals on December 7th and championship will take place at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. So that's dope. That's dope, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I like it. I like it. I wasn't like at first. I didn't know what was going on totally. And I, I seen like even Bones, for example, they yeah. asked about it. He was like, I don't even know what's going on. I feel like some of the players didn't either because to them, it's still a regular season game because it counts. Yeah. But I like what it's doing because it's generating like, you know, more fans are watching. I feel like the games are exciting. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing I don't like is some of these courts is <laughs> some courts are trash. Crazy. But some of them are cool. And some of them are crazy. I, but yeah. for the first year, it's not bad. You know, I give them props for this. I was confused in the beginning. I'm like, cause it's, it's just, I don't even look, I, I know it's the end season tournament, but some days I don't even realize it until I see the court. Like, I don't even know what's the end season and what's a regular season until I, until I see the court. Right. And I'm like, all right, is there anything special that these teams get in the standings? Like to me, it was just another regular season game. I think a lot of players and fans had the same focus. Like, all right, it's just, what's, what's the difference, but I know there's money involved. Right. So that's that's something that players are going to be playing for. Obviously, the guys who are making the max dollars, whatever. But the guys who are at the end of that bench, that money could could be beneficial. Um, But I think for me, I think it's two things. I think it gives a. The people are talking about it. That's number one. And so people are talking about it, whether they like it or or love it. I think that's a positive thing for the league, for the game. There's a conversation about it, which is going to lead to people watching like, 
Oh, look at these courts. Look at the jerseys. Look at the city edition uniforms for the end season tournament. And so it's getting people watching. It's getting the conversation going. I think it, for me, I think it's a bigger, when it comes to the future of it, I think it's a bigger platform for the overlooked teams and players to shine on a bigger stage and be like, look, like a Tyrese Halliburton in Indiana with OKC's doing. I think somebody Sacramento, Utah, like I think some of these teams that may not get a lot of uh, national attention or even teams that are still trying to find their way, I think they can use the playing tournament to sort of um, push their names out to the forefront, push the franchise out to the forefront. It helps out the league and helps out the players too who are trying to get that notoriety. You know, they may not stay in that market forever, but if I go to Vegas and show out, that puts my name in a certain spotlight, right? That conversation is going to be had. And so I like it when it comes to shedding light on the lesser known players or the markets. I think that's, that's one positive. And also I think, I think the league is still, I think the league, I think in a few years, it wouldn't shock me if there was an expansion team in Vegas. I think that's where the league is guaranteed. I mean, the summer league is huge in Vegas. And so having the final four in Vegas, that makes sense. And so I think this is still another step in them ramping up. Let's build this franchise in Vegas one day. Let's build this interest. Let's build this, this NBA fan base in Vegas. And so I think, I mean, it's not, look, it's basketball. We're going to love it. Regardless of your hoop head, you're going to love it. And so I think having the courts, having the city edition uniforms, it's a market. It's marketing for the league. It's generating money. You're, you're selling these advertisements. ESPN is on board. TNT, like it's more money, more dollars. Right. And so I think for the league and for the players and for the teams, I don't think there's no way you can lose because the interest is there and you're going to get, if you end up in Vegas, you're going to win money and, the notoriety probably, I mean, it's going to be more eyes. People want to watch the final four of the, of the play of the, not the play in the end season tournament. You know what I mean? Like we watched the play in. And so we're definitely going to watch the final four end season tournament in Vegas. I think it's going to be exciting, especially if it's a, a dope matchup, like we're going to watch it, you know? So to get a dope matchup like that in December, I think, I think it's going to be fun. So we'll, we'll see what that matchup might be. We just mentioned the young teams getting their their shine and their platform in this in season tournament. Let's let's talk about some teams and I guess the um the health of these young franchises, these teams that have a young core and that are trying to figure it out. Some teams that whether they're they found their way, maybe they're on the upswing, or maybe they're just in no man's land. I think it's a good conversation to have. I think in the Western Conference, especially, I think we're starting to see a sort of shift and hierarchy when it comes to some of these newer teams and these the teams with the older players the clippers the lakers the warriors the suns are trying to figure it out but you look at the top obviously denver's there but you got the timberwolves you got the thunder the kings are starting to you know they're still in the mix right now and so what do you see as far as these young teams in the league let's start with the teams that are sort of kind of figured it out this year kind of setting the league on notice like we're here like we're this is legit. And there's one team that, you know, I've talked about a lot and I'm just like, I'm, I'm excited to talk about them, but what, what are some of the teams that, you know, you're, you're definitely excited about for their future prospects. Starting in the West is the Rockets for sure. Yeah. Um, just seeing how Udoka has came in and kind of shifted the culture. Cause like we talked about before, man, the Rockets, mm -hmm. they were just playing pickup ball. If you ask mm -hmm. me to play defense, they letting Jalen green, Kevin Porter go out there and just hoop mm -hmm. this year. Like, they got Fred Van Vliet in there, always been a fan of his. They got mm. Dylan Brooks. You know, people say what you want about Dylan Brooks, but mm. want to bring energy. And, you know, he's a dog, you know, mentally. You know what I mean? Mm. So they need that type of presence on a young team. And even Sangoon is playing good. Jalen Green, you know, he's took a step back 
from his scoring and his, the amount of shots he's taking, but he's improving in other areas and it's translating to winning. Like they're six and six right now. If you, you know, a year ago, this team wouldn't have been six and six. They probably have been three and nine or two and 10. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just movement like that. And then in the West, for I mean, not the West, the East for me, um, the Magic, man. Mm-hmm. Magic are legit. Like they're a team that's fun to watch. I like the way they're built. Like they have a lot of players that are like versatile. Payalo, they got friends. They even they got they got Markel, who's you know he's he's just staying healthy this year for the most part. Cole Anthony, Anthony Black, Wendell Carter when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Jalen, even Jalen Suggs is playing better this year. It's just like they have a a team full of athletic guys who can do a little bit of everything. And I, you know, that's like kind of the way that basketball is going. You know what I mean? It's not so much about being the traditional point guard, traditional center. Like the Magic, I don't even, they don't even have a guy that's like leading them crazy in the assists. You know what I mean? It's like everybody's chipping in. They're playing mm-hmm. real team basketball. They don't have a crazy 30 point per game scorer like Paolo and friends probably average close to 20. But just the way they play, like they, and they play defense too. Like they're a young team that really plays D. Like we talked about the Rockets last year. They're a young team that was just out there trying to hoop. But yeah. then their team is out there really trying to play winning basketball. And it's just fun to see. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, for me, I what OKC is doing, they're, they've been my favorite team to watch. Outside of the Sixers, obviously, your rooting interest. But the Thunder, man. Or what? Like, that was a team that I expected to be in that top six. I didn't – for me, their expectation was they're not a playing team. That's a playoff team, right? And to see what they're doing right now, like, it's not a fluke. I think this is a real legit – this is a legit playoff team in a Western conference. And so the crazy thing about it is you look at the draft picks that they have coming up, what Sam Presti has done to collect these assets. Who knows what those picks can turn out to be when it comes to trades, if you're keeping these deals. They got a lot of picks coming up over the next few years to add on to what they already have. If they can't pay certain guys, like, okay, we still got these picks that – they can end up making the Western Conference Finals run. And still, I got to look at the list of picks that they have and what pick swaps they have, but it could get nasty for the West. It could get very scary. And so what they're doing, I mean, with SGA, Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren, um, Jalen Williams, Isaiah Joe, uh, I feel like I'm missing names, but Wallace. yeah, like Case and Wiles, one of my favorite rookies. That was a great pick for the Thunder, right? Um they have they have both Jalen Williams. They have Kenrich Kenrich. Uh, he, I love his game and the toughness that he brings. And so they have a bunch of guys that are skillful, right? These are guys that can all handle the rock. They can pass it, and they're crafty. They're not just relying upon their athleticism. Like there's not one guy on the Thunder that I can say when it comes to like their top five, top six guys, right? Like they're starting five for, for sure. You're looking at a Josh Giddy, SGA, Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren, like. That four just off the rip. All those guys are skilled. They're crafty, right? Like Lou Dort, like just what he brings defensively. He's improved offensively too. And so they love playing with each other and they're not afraid. There's a confidence that, I mean, what they did in, against Golden State, I watched the end of that game, but SGA was doing just breaking those guys down, the big shot that Chet Holmgren had. I mean, to me, this is the most impressively built team for me in the league. I think they're perfectly built for today's game as far as positionless basketball. Every guy being able to handle the rock. Every guy being confident enough to make plays on their own. 
I just like how they're built. Like they're building this team very, very, very smart and it's made for the modern game. And so I can't say enough about the Thunder. I'm excited to see what they do in the playoffs because I think, man, it's crazy to say, oh, can the Thunder make the Western Conference Finals when you talk about the Lakers having LeBron and AD and the Clippers and what they have and the Phoenix Suns. But it's like those teams that I just mentioned, number one, can you count on the health? Can you count on the chemistry? And can you count on the consistency of effort? Sometimes with the Lakers and Clippers, I can't count on none of those things, right? The health, I definitely can't count. The chemistry, I can't count on. And I don't know, sometimes I watch the Lakers and the, just the consistent effort outside of LeBron just isn't there. I can't trust that. With the Thunder, the health hasn't been a concern for a large part. The chemistry is there. And they're going to play with an effort. They have a style and identity that is consistent on a nightly basis. And so, to me, that's what Denver has. That's why Denver is the best team <laughs> in the NBA still to me. You know, Jamal Murray's hurt right now, but when they get him back, they're off and running again like usual. And so it's OKC. But if I have to pick a team in, in the Eastern Conference that I, I've enjoyed watching, it's the Pacers. I love Terry's Halliburton. I love Benedict uh, Matherin. Bruce Brown was a great pickup. You know, uh, Buddy Hield, um, Nim, Ryan Nimhard, about, you know, he's a nice point guard. Like, I just think – how they play. It's a fun, it's a fun style of basketball. They're confident and having a point guard like Therese Halliburton, man, he just makes things easier for everybody. And so the paces have been impressive. Paces and Thunder are like my, my league pass, like no matter who they're playing, I'm at least lock in for a quarter, at least to see what's happening. So those are the teams that I'm, I'm, I'm really tuned into for sure. Now on the opposite end, there's some teams that are, that are filled with young guys, but the impact isn't hitting the same as it, the Magics, the Thunder, the Rockets, um, and then the Pacers. We can name we can name a couple teams for sure. I'm looking at the Wizards. I'm looking at the Pistons. I just to me the Wizards are our comedy show with Jordan Poole and what they got going on. But with the Pistons, I'm not sure what direction they're going in. I really don't know. They could be in lottery land for the next two three years i really think that because what generational talent is coming out that they're talking about you know for the next couple of years, you know what i mean like i know cooper flags out there but he's not in this draft class coming up right and so where does detroit go Kate cunningham's a nice player but i'm not sure if he's a franchise altering player i think the pistons problem is they're not they they don't have enough shooting on the team, man. It's like I was watching them play the other night. They're playing the Hawks. And I think Kid can be a franchise player, but the mm -hmm. problem is they don't have – there's no floor space, and they were playing the mm -hmm. Hawks. Every time he get the ball off the pick and roll, they're literally doubling, mm -hmm. and they're sagging off because they know Asar is not going to shoot. Mm -hmm. They know Jaden Ivey's not a shooter. We know Killian mm -hmm. is not a shooter. They got Marvin Bagley out there. He's not a shooter. The only person they had on the court at the time that could shoot was Kevin Knox. And come on, mm -hmm. Kevin Knox been in the league for what? He's a journeyman. Years. He's a journeyman at this he point. Was supposed to be, he was supposed to yeah. be – he came in, but yeah, I'm not worried about him. We'll let him live. You know what I mean? So yeah, they yeah, yeah. actually construct something around Kate. Like, they yeah. drafted Jaden Ive. They drafted all these guards that can't shoot. Mm -hmm. It's just messy. Like, I feel like Kate – you know, I like Kate's game. He's 6'6". Yeah. He's hard. He can shoot the mid. He can shoot the three. He's yeah. a great passer. And he plays D. Yeah. But, who am I playing with? I love the Asar pickup. 
He has to work on his outside. He's going to be good. He's going to be good, though. Yeah, he, he has to work on his outside shot, but yeah. we'll live with him not being able to shoot if we can get mm-hmm. some guys around there. But you can't have four or nine shooters on the court. Yeah. A whole bunch of, you know, journeymen, young guys that are like, we're still waiting for them to do something. They're just not building the team right. Yeah. I, uh, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I love Cade's game. I love Asar's game. But outside of that, it's just like, I, lo- I love Jay Ivey's game out of, you know, coming out of Purdue. I just think he, I'm not sure he's getting lost in the shuffle there. Killian Hayes is getting more. I think Killian Hayes is starting, which I, I don't understand that, but whatever. Right. <laughs> not my call. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> I watch Killian Hayes and I don't, I don't see it, but whatever. He has the same move every time. You know what's happening, a little behind the back. You or know he's going to cherry pick. He, he ain't going nowhere with it, but um, I don't know. I, I like I said, over the next couple of years, they could just be in constant rebuilding mode. I think they're stuck in that cycle right now. You know what I mean? I think with Kay Cunningham, I think you need a dynamic, you need a dynamic wing that can score. Like you need a, a wing like that, like a true two-way wing that can score to go with Kay Cunningham. I think then then we'll start to see some promising results out of Detroit. Outside of that, nah, like Detroit's a place at this point where they're just throwing darts and hoping some guys, some young guys develop. Like, that's just what it is. You see with James Wiseman, Marvin Bagley, Killian Hayes, you know, like, it's just, it's a place where you hope some young guys develop. They're just hoping right now. It's a bunch of hope with no direction. (laughs) Um, The Wizards, that's just a joke to me. Um, I love Bailao. He's good. He's going to be good. I, to me, this year, just should be all about him. Give him the rock. Let him create, get comfortable with the ball. Because Jordan Poole, like, let's stop it. Let's stop it. Like, he got his ring. He got the bag. He doesn't care about winning right now. I, he just, come on. He, it's just, I literally saw the Wizards game against the Celtics. You might have saw it. He was just casually putting the ball behind his back, trying to shoot it. Porzingis said, what are you doing? Stop it. Like, just, but that's the type of ball that we're seeing in, in Washington. Kyle Kuzma's a good player, but come on. Like, I can't take this team serious. And it's a shame because there's a couple of young players on that roster that I actually like. Like, I think Corey Kisper can be a solid shooter for a legit team, but you're not going to know it because this team is just a comedy show. And I think Bilal Kowilabi is going to be a really good player. But is he in the right frame of situation to develop? I don't know. If it was my call, I'm running everything through by I don't care how much money I'm giving Poole or Kuzma, but Balao is a guy that is showing me two-way potential. He's only, what, 19? You know, like, he's still growing into his frame, into his game. Let him make this year and the next year, he make all the mistakes he wants. Like, we're not winning. Let him develop. But, you know, it's going to be the Poole and Kuzma show, and I can't take that serious. He's out there having fun, man. Literally, like, you could tell they GM said, listen – we about to restart. Go get Jordan Poole. See see how he is as a number one. But we just having fun. And they running with it. I hope it doesn't last too long because that creates bad habits. And mm-hmm. there's a constantly growth of these young players that they got. But we'll see what happens. And there's reports about Poole being on the trading block. Like, we're like what do you like? What are you, you now? <laughs> what are you actually building and why? Like some of these things, I just some of these front office, I'm just looking at it and laughing at it. like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, and to me, Detroit. And Washington are two of the franchises with the Spurs. We they have Vic, they have Kelton, they got they have Devin. Like 
they got some nice young players. Like you, you see what they're building there. They got to get a point guard in there. They have to. But I'm not. I think the Spurs are going to be okay. They're going to be all right. Portland, I think Scoot's going to be okay. I'm not going to write him off just yet. Um, I love Shaden Sharp. Even with, um, I think Charlotte needs one more like elite piece. I think Brandon Miller's going to be good. Lamelo's been going crazy. I like Mark Williams, the big man. I think Charlotte, they get one like elite, another elite wing. I think they could, yeah, they can do some damage in the East. Yeah, for sure. I like I like Charlotte. Um, I'm trying to think of other teams. Utah is interesting. I like the players that Utah has. They have a collection of pieces who will be great on like playoff teams, right? Laurie Marketing, legit though. But you look at Colin Sexton, Jordan Clark, Clarkson, right? Like a Walker, Kessler. Taylor Horton Tucker, like Utah's legit. Like, they got some nice pieces, but obviously in the Western hard. Conference, they hard you know. Um, I think New Orleans is promising too. I think once they get guys healthy and consistent, I think they're going to be a problem for sure. Um, but yeah, but Washington and, and Detroit fans, I don't know what to tell you, man. Just get to know the class of 2024, 25, and 26 drafts. That's almost just I just Cooper Flag, whoever, like get to know Isaiah Collier, get, get to know those guys, get to know those names. Because it's looking crazy for y'all. <laughs> Real crazy. But that's it for this show. I uh, hope y'all enjoy the rest of the end, the end season tournament. I guess we yeah, have games every Tuesday and Friday, right, for the end season. So enjoy that. Enjoy these football games coming up. And uh, we'll have more to talk about for sure. But uh, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube, also on Apple Podcasts for sure. And thank y'all for watching. Peace out.